Hi, Kenny. Welcome back. Day nine of our 31 days of prayer. Can you believe it's already been nine days that we're working through this together? Uh, today, we're going to, we're actually focusing again on a theme that we started with on day one, and that is personal trust in God. This is really what we need most during this time, especially. We need to trust the Lord. And so to, to help us to do that, we're going to look at James chapter four. James chapter four, verses 13 to 14 verses 13 to 15. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. I love this passage. Uh, many of you have heard me teach on this passage in various settings. I think I've preached a sermon on this passage. We've done devotionals on it. It's such a helpful passage that reorients our thinking towards what life actually is, what it's all about, how to view life from God's perspective, and how badly we need that in this time. James wants us as readers just to take a hard look at our lives. Essentially, he's answering this question. How should you view your life? And he provides three answers. Number one, life is not known by us. In other words, we do not know what the future holds. Look there at verse 13 again. It says, come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade or make a profit, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. James here is responding to the presumptuous planning that people tend to make without really giving any thought about what they're doing and what the future actually holds. If you notice in this passage, verse 13, they are planning, they're, they're determining when they will go, today or tomorrow, where they will go to such and such a town, how long they will stay, they're gonna spend a year there, what they're gonna do there, they're gonna trade, and then what the outcome will be, they will make a profit. Now think about it, that's a lot of determining. We do this kind of thing all the time, don't we? There's nothing unusual about what these people are doing. They're just living their normal lives, planning what feels like the mundane normal circumstances. So what's James getting at? He's getting at this. In their planning, there is way too much presumption. These people are overly self-confident planners. The attitude of their heart is essentially, look, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to plan because I feel like I have life under my control. It's in my hands. But James corrects their wrong thinking when he says in verse 14, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. How can you be sure to these things? You have no clue what the next day holds, let alone the next year. You're not omniscient. You are not God. He's reorienting our view of our lives. And that's the first point he makes. Life is not known by us, so don't act like you think it is. Number two, life is not long for us. Look at verse 14 again. He says, what is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Think of a match. Strike it up, blow it out, and there's smoke for a second, and then it quickly 
dissipates. James is saying that's how long your life is. When you want to think the length of your life, think of a mist mist that is here for a second and then boom, it's gone. James is highlighting for us the, the reality of the brevity of life. Why? Just wants us to feel depressed about how short life is. You who have kids, you know how it is. They grow up like that and you see how quickly life goes, how short it feels. You just want us to feel depressed about this? No, is he not meant to be depressing? James is trying to give us a wake-up call. He's, he's helping us to, to reorient our thinking about how long life actually is so that we do what God calls us to do in this short life that he gives us, knowing that compared to eternity, this life is a blink of an eye. That's number two. Number three, how should we view our lives? Number three, life is not controlled by us. Look at verse 15. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So you see what, what James is, is pushing on here with the readers. He's reminding them life is not known by them. Life is not long for them. But if you think about that, there's nothing distinctly Christian about that way of thinking. Most people, if you ask them, do you think life is long? They would say, no, man, it goes, it goes by fast. Most people, if you ask them, do you, do you think you know the future? I guarantee everyone would say, no, I don't. I try to predict the outcome, but we don't ultimately know for sure. So there's nothing distinctly Christian about those two views, those first two views of our lives. And now James, in verse 15, introduces a distinctly Christian view of our lives, and it's this. I'm not in control. God is. That's exactly what's going on here. God is in control. Of what? Notice carefully what he says in verse 15. He says, instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will, first of all, we will live. You see that? In other words, every breath we take is contingent upon the will of the sovereign God of the universe. God is in control of our lives. He's in control of the next breath we take. God willed that. Next, what he says, not only is he control of, in control of when we will ultimately die, if the Lord wills, we will live. But notice what else James says in verse 15. He says, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. What's he saying? Not only are our very lives contingent upon the will of God, but so are all the details that make it up. If the Lord wills, we will do this or that. He's talking about the little details of our lives, what we do on a day-to-day basis, the nitty-gritty actions in our lives. God is not just in control of the big, big things. God is in control of even the small things. This is why James is telling us that we need to say, before we start making plans about tomorrow, or the day after, or a year from now, we should say, if the Lord wills. Lord willing, this will happen. Because if not, the Lord doesn't will, it ain't going to happen. It would be a good thing to make it a part of our regular vocabulary to express those words, if the Lord wills. But it's even better if you believe that. And that's what James is getting at. Believe it, if the Lord wills. Because life is not long for us. Life is not known by us. Life is not ultimately controlled by us. In light of these three truths, I want us now to ask God to help us to trust Him, knowing that tomorrow is in His hands, 
not ours. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the truths of James chapter four, how you reorient our lives towards what is true. Remind us, let this be a wake-up call for us of, of the fact that our lives are brief, uh, of the fact that we don't know what tomorrow holds, of the fact that uh, we're not ultimately in control, you are. So we say, Lord, if you will, we'll wake up tomorrow morning. We say, if you will, you'll, you'll stop this coronavirus tomorrow. If you will, Lord, if you will, that will happen. We pray that you would allow us to trust in your will, your will alone, not ours. Would you do that, Father, and receive the glory for it all? We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.